Good evening, everyone. This is Iowa Becker, and it has been like two months since I've done a book review. I haven't stopped reading. I just haven't been. I haven't been good to you guys. I apologize. So, uh, the book I'm coming to you, coming to you, let me try that again. The book I'm bringing to you guys tonight is a book called the Moral Case for Fossil Fuels by Alex Epstein. Now, I did this book on Audible. And I got to tell you that... Um, it was really good. Now, I'm going to go and to hit you a couple, a couple things. First of all, the three reasons I got this book is... One, I believe that fossil fuels will last longer than our estimates. And I know there's, there's a lot of controversy over that. I'm not a scientist. I don't pretend to be a scientist. I, I haven't even done research on it to understand the, the, the long-term potential and possibilities in that regard. It's just my own interpretation of things. Uh, call it a gut feeling, if you will. Secondly, I believe that the newer energy technology costs, the newer technology costs more than we're being really told. That some of those costs get hidden. For example, um, one of the things that we don't really talk about, don't hear about, which I have learned, not through this book particularly, is that the wind turbines, the non-recyclable, the um, energy it takes to create one uh, is never recouped in the lifetime of this wind turbine. Now, there's that may be wrong, it, it, you know, because I'll be honest with you. I believe fossil fuels are part of our the natural state of our Earth. They're going to last a really long time. So the third reason I picked up this book is because one of the things I want to understand is where Alex was coming from and what he was really presenting. And I got to tell you that he made the... He presented his case very clearly. What is the standard that we're measuring fossil fuels by? What is the standard that we're measuring our environment by? He presents two sides to this case. And I got to tell you that the one side of that case is the human condition. Are we taking care of the earth? Are we being responsible? What are we doing um, as we gain greater ability in technology? We get better. We get a lot better at producing the energy, mining the, mineral, the minerals, or mining the coal, uh, going after um, oil and gas deposits. There's a bunch of different things 
that we in the West have gotten excellent at. That in the East, in Africa, uh, they don't have the technology or know-how to do. And Alex does a fantastic job in laying out the case based on a human condition. In my words, we are better off than any other history, excuse me, any other country in the history of the world. Okay? In any other one, we are way better off than they are. And a big part of that is because of fossil fuels, of coal, of oil, uh, kerosene and gasoline, the derivatives of oil. Every plastic thing that you have in your house, oil, smartphones, uh, fossil fuels and technology, rare earth minerals that have to be mined. And, you know... There are, there have been, and Alex talks about um, some of the current day um, things that are happening um, that are tragedies. Uh, people getting sick, uh, not understanding how our process is hurting people until it hurts people, and then we got to fix, retool it, fix it. And he kind of talks about that. One of the things I learned many, many years ago is that the factories in the United States. Uh, essentially clean the air for the Northern Hemisphere. I first heard a story from a guy who ran Macy's factories on the West Coast, Nevada, California, that that whole Western region of the United States, okay? And now the EPA would come, they'd get complaints, they'd come, they'd test the air coming out of the factories, they'd test the air in the factory, and he would ask them to test the air outside the factory. The air coming outside, coming out of the factory was always cleaner. Way better than the air outside the factory. Well, in 99, 2000, 2001, NASA released a GIF of worldwide pollution in the Northern Hemisphere. Now look. It blew me away. Okay. What happened is is it started it started the Atlantic, Europe, Africa, and that area. And as the the winds, the air moved across the continents or across the northern hemisphere, it got dirtier and dirtier. It came out of China, it came out of Russia, Japan, the whole like it when it left there and over the Pacific, it was real dirty. Got to California, got to Washington State, and all those factories, um, not just the Macy's ones that this guy was responsible for, but all of those factories cleaned the air before it went over, over the United States. Those two things alone showed me that by 2001 or so, um, 2000, uh, yeah, like 2001, 
that our factories in the United States were doing more for the environment than any other countries in the Northern Hemisphere. That's what it focused on. Now, what I really loved about Alex's book is he walks through a little bit of the history of coal mining, of oil drilling, some of the technologies that are used today here in the United States. And when we go to the green standard, as he calls it, what is the what is the the standard that we're going by? And he proposes it's an unsullied earth, a pristine earth with no human defilement. He talks about why understanding this dichotomy is so important. Um, and what it means for not only Americans, but Chinese, Vietnamese, Russian, like, like Africans, like why it's important for everyone to understand. And I'm not going to take that away from him. You guys really need to go read this book. Um, Alex does a great job. I'm I'm going to need to go on to his website and take a look at some information that he's put up there because uh, I, I want to learn some more about it. Yes, I understand that mining and oil has polluted and there have been some problems, right? I get it. I know. But in the United States... We should be taking the technologies that we've developed and teaching them to other nations, helping them so that they can come up to speed with the cleaner, better factories, the cleaner and better coal power plants. Oh, that's one thing. They talk about electricity, talks about all these fancy electric cars. I'll be honest with you, Tesla's look cool, okay? Here's the thing. Those that push electric vehicles don't talk about where that electricity comes from. The bulk of the electricity that comes in the United States comes from coal. From coal. Coal and oil-fired power plants. Nuclear is too scary for most people. But our coal and our oil are so clean that they don't pollute. It's a bad, old, false idea. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, not only do I bring you book reviews, um, but Turn and Leave Solutions, my organization, we help people to improve their personal skills. We help you level up your leadership. We help you grow. And you can connect with me at turningleafs.com. That's L-E-A-F-S.com. Now, that's Pepper. If you like this video, please share it. Please like it. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so. I greatly appreciate it. My friends, take care. Enjoy. And uh, go out and make it a great day. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.